Owl City of Books, the mothership of bookstores located in downtown Portland. A wondrous place to find new and used books. I can often lose myself for hours in their occult section alone. It is also an ideal public place to meet with someone who is a complete unknown. It is October 1995, Halloween day. I had received a message from someone I had never heard of before asking to meet me. I take it you're Jacob Arcadia. And you must be Byron. I got your message. Not many people can do that. Send me messages. I am sorry our method was somewhat unorthodox, but something has come up. An associate of mine told me that you might be able to help us. Really? And who's your associate? A man named Jason Sterling. I've never heard of him before. I would have been surprised if you did. Let's just say that we represent those who deal with certain unknowns. Anything like the Watch out of Rome? Oh dear no. The Watch are a paranoid zealot group obsessed with their belief. We follow a more secular method in our dealings. Cataloging, keeping records, that sort of thing. What about interference? Only should it prove necessary. Interesting choice and meeting place. I have always meant to visit this bookstore. Never had the opportunity till now. I'm rather fond of it. And it is a neutral setting. Save for that way if this turned out to be something more... nefarious in nature. You're cautious. Always a wise move. But you have nothing to fear from me, Mr. Byron. As I said, we need your help. With what, precisely? Tell me, have you ever heard of the USS Eldridge? Eldridge? The ship used in the so-called Philadelphia experiment. The very same. What do you know of that experiment? Not much. Just a method to render vessels invisible to enemy craft. Yes, a cloaking device. Testing began back in the summer of 43. It was successful, to a limited degree. I heard a story in one test where it was almost completely invisible, but some greenish fog appeared in its place. The experiment should have been halted there. That was the first sign the Navy were dealing with something they did not understand. But America was at war and, well, you know the military mindset. Sadly, yes. On October 28th, everything was functioning perfectly. The generators were online, everything was in the green. They had the go-ahead to engage the cloak, and as planned, the Eldridge vanished from sight. If I know the story correctly, that's when it began moving about in time and space. That's just the legend the conspiracy nuts came up with. In truth, the Eldridge vanished and was never seen again. No one knows where it went or what happened to it. Until now, obviously. You're astute. I like that in a person. Yes. The Eldridge has returned, after being gone for over 50 years. This picture was taken two weeks ago by a couple hiking in the Deschutes National Forest. I take it this is the Eldridge? Yes, in the middle of the forest, far from any body of water. I see. Why is it not laying over on its side? What's keeping it standing up? We have no idea. That's one of the many questions we have. Like where it has been for the past 50 years. What happened to its crew? How did it get in the forest? And what's keeping it standing up? Precisely. We were trying to answer these questions when strange things started to happen. Apart from a warship turning up in the middle of a forest. Take a look at this picture. This is what happened to the couple who found the Eldridge. I looked down at the photo. The man had developed putrid sores that had spread across his skin. Black pus was oozing from the sores. The woman's skin had mostly flaked away, leaving muscles exposed. Lidless eyes stared vacantly back at me through the picture. They look as if they've been dead for months. 
That picture was taken two days ago. They've gone missing since. Missing? How? They can't possibly still be alive. We don't know. They're just... gone. They're not the only ones. The team we sent in to investigate the Eldridge has also gone missing. In fact, everyone who's entered that forest has gone... Missing? Yes. We've closed off the whole area with the army's help, claiming a late-season fire has broken out. No one has gone in, and so far, nothing has come out. But you can see why we need your help. Yes, well, things seem pretty calm for Halloween this year, and you've piqued my curiosity. I assume you've arranged for transport. Oh, indeed I have. We travelled in a jet ranger helicopter, which ironically landed on Powell's. Seems if you have enough money you can land an aircraft anywhere you bloody well want. During the flight I went over the few reports that Mr. Arcadia had brought with him. Basically they went into the history of the Eldritch, the details of the Philadelphia experiment, as well as a number of scientific theories as to what may have gone wrong and what might have become of the ship. For his part Mr. Arcadia sat in silence and just looked forward. The sky was growing darker the closer we got to our destination. So tell me, just what is this group that you're part of? Something of an offshoot of the CIA. I see. Does this group have a name? Yes, it does. Arcadia simply smiled at me and said nothing more. Very well. And what is your interest in this? It sounds more than simple observation. As I said, sometimes we're called upon to act for the greater good. Or in the name of national security. Indeed. We need to recover the Eldridge before anyone else can. There may be information on board that could be of great aid to us. Help in what way? That's not important right now. Mr. Arcadia, we're uh, approaching the base camp. Very good. But something seems to have developed. Uh, You can see it out front here. Arcadia and I both stared out of the forward cockpit of the helicopter. Below us was the forest. But the skies above were dark and black in color. A greenish-black tornado was swirling about the center, reaching down into the forest. I'm going to assume that's where the Eldridge is located. You assume correctly. This is becoming more serious all the time. Pilot, set us down at base camp as soon as you can. At once, sir. The helicopter set down at a military encampment just outside the forest. Mr. Arcadia led me to a large tent, which was the command center for this operation. Thank God you're back. Yes, well, I told you I would not be gone long, kid. Just in to collect some things, what's been happening. While you were gone... Oh. Oh my. You brought the Pale Man. Oh, yes, well, I felt he might be able to aid us in this operation. Byron, this is Cade Tyler, my protege. A pleasure to meet you. Mm, I... Wish I could say the same. Sir, you know the Pale Man is a Class 4. A Class 4? A Class 4 what? Threat assessment to humanity. The classifications only go to level 6. I guess it could be worse. At least I'm not a 6. Uh, if you were, you'd be dead. Nothing above a Class 4 is allowed to remain active. Sir, do you feel it's wise bringing the Pale Man in on this? He's not known for being much of a team player. He only follows his own agenda. I have been known to help others in times of need. 
Like you helped in Rome? I read the records of what happened there. What you did. What you unleashed. What I did. Well. It was for all life on this planet. My hand was forced. I had no choice. Oh, of course you didn't, precious. And just how many lives were lost because of your choice? Far too many. Cade! I told you to act better than this. Now, if you're quite done with the walk down memory lane, perhaps you can get back to the task at hand. You're about to give me an update. Oh, yes. Sorry, sir. As you can see, something is happening in the sky. Oh, it looks like a tornado is forming. Whatever it is, it's pumping out energy readings the likes which we've never seen before. That's because it's a dimensional vortex. A dimensional what? A dimensional vortex. You said the Eldridge just appeared in the center of the forest. That's right. I think when it did, it must have ripped open a hole to where it's been all this time. So, you're saying the tornado is... what? A hole into another reality? That, or a hole in time. Either way, it's a tear, and it's obviously attached to the Eldridge. I see. Well, there is something else I need to report. And that is? We found out what happened to the missing people and the team we sent in. Well, that's good news. No, not not really, sir. And why's that? Because four of them attacked us. They killed over 50 of our troops. came out of the woods and started attacking everyone around them. It took the concentrated firepower of a dozen men for over five minutes just to bring this one down. The woman Cade led us into a refrigeration truck. There were a team of people in white lab coats bustling about doing a variety of tasks. On the metal slab in front of us was a body. Most of its skin had peeled away, but it was the mechanical implants that stood out on it. As you can see... They've all been enhanced with some kind of weaponry and body armor. The Iron Dead. What did you say? The Iron Dead. I encountered them toward the end of World War I. Someone had been taking the bodies of dead soldiers and modifying them with weapons and armor. Back then, they were little more than walking cadavers driven by steam power. Big, clunky things, but quite destructive. This creature... This is far more advanced. These look like cybernetic implants never seen weapons like this before, and as for the body armor... It's a form of bonded polycarbonate. Very tough. It could stand up to a great white shark attack. <sighs> no wonder it took so many to take it down. Byron, this is my chief scientific advisor, Arthur Ward. Byron? THE Byron? The so-called Pale Man? You brought him in on this? I thought he was a Class 5 threat or something. Oh, let's not go through this again, please. Besides, I'm a class four. What else can you tell us? Well, the weapon fires a concentrated form of particle wave energy. Very advanced. I've never seen the type before. That's not the really interesting thing. This is. All of the blood in the body's been replaced by this black-green substance. We have no idea what it is. It's a regenerator of gel. It's capable of healing any injury the soldier sustains. Yeah, but this one's dead. We stopped it. 
On the contrary. Given enough time, this unit will be fully active once more. It's just repairing itself. You said you faced these things before. How did you stop them? Nothing short of complete incineration did the task. Everything else just slowed them down. Tell me, what happened to the other troops the soldiers killed? They're gone. This weird mammoth thing came lumbering out of the trees. It moved on three legs and looked to be made out of rotting flesh and metal. It collected the bodies and went back into the woods. A harvester. That's how the Iron Dead procreate. They harvest the bodies of the dead and convert them into new soldiers. Then those go out and kill and those bodies get harvested. They must be stopped. (laughs) And how do you think you'll do that? You've just pointed out that four of these things killed more than 50 of your men. More of them must be coming through the vortex all the time. It's just a matter of time before they have enough forces to overrun us all. But you said the only way to truly stop them was to incinerate them. What if we annihilated the whole area with an atomic bomb? That might stop the soldiers that are already here and destroy the Eldritch. But the Vortex will stay open and the Iron Dead will keep coming. Besides, where are you going to get your hands on an atomic bomb? We have our ways. So, what is it you suggest we do? Simple. The Iron Dead must have used the Eldritch to come here. We need to get to it and hope to God that we can use it to send them back and close the Vortex behind them. It doesn't seem like you would believe in hoping. Or God. Everyone has their moments. And if we can't stop this harvester? Goodbye, world as you know it. (laughs) Ugh. Happy Halloween. I stood outside the tents watching the skies above the forest. The massive vortex swirled round and round. Soldiers all around me went about their task preparing for a forthcoming attack. One that they did not stand any chance against. They'd be quickly overwhelmed. Worse than that, their dead corpses would be then assimilated into the growing army of the Iron Dead. For the briefest of moments, I wondered where it was the Iron Dead had come from. Obviously, they had used the Eldritch to get to the present day. But did they come from some distant future trying to change the course of history? Or were they from an alternative reality? One where they were the dominant life forms and were now spreading their taint to another world. I guess in the end it didn't matter where they'd come from. They were here now, and they posed a threat to my agenda. One I could not permit to escalate. But how would I stop them? These are far more advanced than the ones I'd encountered in World War I. Stopping them had proven tricky. But I'd been lucky, and the entire platoon had been destroyed in fire going to take more than a fire to stop the ones now massing in the plant. I've put a call in. We'll have more troops on their way. They should arrive first thing tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning will be too late. The Iron Dead will have swarmed over us by then and started spreading out across the land. Is it really that bad? Worse. Well, I'm open to ideas on how we deal with this situation. I have a thought, but somehow I don't think you're going to like it. You can't be serious. It is the only option really open to us. Ugh, you expect us to sacrifice our remaining soldiers, so you you can do what now? I have to reach the Eldritch. In order to do that, we need to disrupt the forces the Iron Dead have massed together. Distract them. If your force make an assault here, near this town, what's it called? Bend. Yes, bend. The Iron Dead will respond. While they're engaged, I shall be able to make my way to the ship and find a way to stop this. Really? How? 
I believe if we send the Eldritch back through the Vortex, it will close it up and take the Iron Dead with it. That's not acceptable. The Eldritch is unique. What happened on board has never been replicated. And, oh yes, I want that ship. It could be of great aid to this nation. Oh. Let me see if I can explain this to you in a way you will grasp. That unique ship of yours is the cause of what is happening now. It is also our only chance to close the Vortex. We have to act now while we still have a chance of stopping this. The Eldritch has to go back. Do you understand? Piercingly, and irrefutably so, Byron. About time. There's no need to rub it in, Byron. I take no pleasure in what we're doing here. A valuable treasure is about to be lost. Needs must when the devil drives. Now, if you don't mind, I need to get ready. You mean we. There's no way I'm letting you go in there alone. Look, Kate, I don't need backup. I work best alone. Yeah, I'm not going as your backup. I don't trust you. I'm gonna make damn sure you keep your word and stop this. Not find some way to take advantage of this, and then use it against us. I agree with her, Baron. She's going with you. You don't trust me, do you? I trust you will do what you feel is best for yourself. I brought you in on this because I feel our goals are of mutual interest. Very well. How soon do I have to make this assault? Well, there's no time like the present, is there? I'll make the arrangement. Cade, if you'll come with me. Sir... believe you're going along with this. I fear the pale man is right. We have little choice in this matter. We've worked too hard and come too far to let something like this disrupt our plans. If it costs a few lives to keep our plans on track, well, what's the old saying? You can't make an omelet without breaking an egg. Do you know how much I hate that saying? I'm not too fond of it myself, but it seems apt in this case. Oh, one other thing. Sir? The pale man... I brought him in on this for two reasons. The first is obvious. To aid us in solving this problem. And the other? To size him up, really. Get a feel of what he is about. Say if he is someone who can aid in our cause. And your conclusion? Too unstable. Too much of a wild card. He's more of a threat than an aid. I see. What do you want done with him? Once the current crisis is dealt with, well, you're a creative girl. I am certain you'll find an appropriate way of dealing with him. With extreme pleasure, sir. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 4, Episode 8, October, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, M. Sierra Garcia as Agent Cade, Scott Z as Mr. Arcadia, Bill Hallweg as Dr. Ward, and Eric Busby as the pilot. Music by Shadows Symphony, Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by George S. Nader. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. I'm Darren Marlar. Happy Halloween from Eric Busby Presents. <laughs>